Back in the 70s, board games and improv theater had a baby, and it was called the role-playing game. These games allowed a generation of kids to live out their dreams of slaying dragons and saving kingdoms, all while sitting in their bedrooms and basements. Today, gaming has moved into the cultural mainstream, and role-playing games are back with a vengeance. Join us now as five of these former kids come out of the basement and onto the internet to experience adventure, mystery, and obscure pop culture references. It's time for Roll for Combat. Hey everyone, welcome to Rule for Combat. I'm your GM and host, Stephen Glicker. And in this week's show, the boys decide to infiltrate the capital ship, and they're going to need to use every single skill that they've learned over the years in order to succeed. Also this week, I bring back my GM PC tip, and I'm going to be talking about what to do when you're supposed to have combat. Should you have the combat, or should you just skip it? And why should you do that? So last week I talked a little bit about using an invisible hand to guide the PCs, and that is going to continue throughout the rest of this adventure because they are trying to infiltrate a capital ship that is six miles long. So once they're on the ship, then what? How are they supposed to know what to do? And yeah, it's really tricky. How do you kind of tell them where they're supposed to go and what they're supposed to do and how they're supposed to proceed when they're trying to hit a ship that is just so big and has so many options, to them it could be this massive dungeon crawl. And you got to think, what are they even supposed to do? You're going to hear how I do this over the next couple of episodes, and I'll talk to it. However, I do promise that a gigantic wrench, a massive, huge, gigantic wrench, the size of the Chrysler building is going to get thrown into my plans. And I'll talk to you about how we handle that. But with that, let's kick off this week's episode with the boys on a stolen Eoxian ship trying to infiltrate the Black Wind Annihilator Super Colossal Ultranaut. I just like saying that, it's a lot of fun. Last we left off, you managed to take over the evil enemy bone ship and are going to figure out a way to get onto the massive capital ship. How? I'm not sure. But I imagine it's going to be involving a lot of lying by Rusty. Uh, I'm, I'm happy to try and bluff my way through everything. Bob Marquis is playing the human envoy, Rusty Carter. Uh, it's whether or not you guys are willing to actually trust me to do so. Mm. Uh, I don't think we have a better plan than that. Jason McDonald is playing the Ahsoki mechanic, Tuttle Blacktail, and his drone, Cheddar. All right. Uh, the great thing about that, Rusty, is that we don't have to trust you. You would just bluff us on what you're going to do, and we would probably go along with that plan, you know. John Stats plays the Vesk soldier, Mo Dupinski. That is my preferred method to do it, but, but, I, but I've gotten pushback in the past about that theory, so I, I'm just trying to work uh, around a little better. Uh, yes, yeah, so I'm happy to actually say what I would do is I would actually use bluff and disguise to actually try and make you guys look also more like corpse fleet people. 
and we will just simply go in. We are a corpse fleet crew, and we are arriving on duty. Just put us in shackles, and we'll do the, the uh, you know, the Stormtrooper Chewbacca thing. Chris Beamer is playing the tiefling technomancer, Akiro the Just. Well, the Vesk, I think... <laughs> I think the Vesk we're going to have to put in Shuckles. That I don't think that's an option. But Demon, okay, that's fine. I mean, we can do that. And that's Demon the, Devil. Yeah, yeah. The Yusoki may have to put in Shuckles, too. I'm not sure. If we hey. make you all undead, it doesn't really matter what your original race was. Get the zombie makeup out. I don't think anyone's going to believe that a Vesk can be brought to such a lowly state as undead. So I think I'll have to wear the Shackles. So you're choosing to wear the shackles. Noted. All right. That's great. Right. I have no problem with that. I'm, I'm good. So before we get into that, let's let's come up with a game plan here. So you're on the undead ship with the zombie, by the way, the cybernetic zombie. Do you see him on the bridge? I actually put him on the bridge. You can take a look at him. He looks beautiful. Yum, 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 yum. I don't. Oh, I see him. Oh, yeah, Wait, yeah. The, the squirrel? No, he's up to the left. There, actually, I put it in Discord so you can see what that's what he looks like. Do these guys talk? Nope. Tuttle figured it out that they get commands from the mothership, and that's the only way that these ships work, is that the capital ship sort of directs these ships because they don't trust anyone. <laughs> and through your computer's check of a 49, managed to hack the system to override that so that you can control the ship right now. Anyhow, back to right. the sequence of events. You need to take off, fly through a battlefield where there's a huge battle going on with hundreds and hundreds of ships. Somehow get through all that without getting blown up. Get to the capital ship. Either find an empty bay and try to land in it or attach to the ship Han Solo style, and then walk on the ship into the uh, bay. Uh, I have a series of questions. Uh, first question is, how much actual time are we going to have between our launching and our arriving at the capital ship? An hour. Okay, perhaps. that's good. Uh, secondly, uh, finding an open bay, is that going to be a communications issue, or is that going to be a piloting issue in terms of skills that we need? That will probably be an engineering issue or computers to use the ship's navigation to find an open area to land on the capital ship. Okay, so not my problem. That's Dr. Tuttle. All right. Sorry, that's Aeon Tuttle, the god. Uh, okay, my next question is going to be, uh, do I have the option of taking 20 on a, dis a global disguise check on the crew? No, because One of the a possibility. I asked how much time we had. No, because if there's a possibility of failure, you can never take a 20. And that is one of the options that there's a possibility of failure and you wouldn't know it. So you can't take a 10 or a 20 on any skill that has a failure that you're not aware of. Okay. Can I make a global role or do I have disguise checks on each of the individual people? Neither. I make the role in secret and then you hope that it works okay. Cool. That's fine. I have a plus 20 disguise, guys, so it should be okay if anyone can assist. Okay, how's this? Can Dr. Tuttle assist me with computer information about what Corpse Fleet people might look like from the databanks? No, because there's nothing like that on the ship, but you can probably use... Is this an Akira? No. I mean, Akira was one of them, wasn't he? I have a better idea. We can use... Akira was a cultist. He was yeah. A 
we the other use, group. We can use Rusty as a frame of reference because he actually is undead. Well, I mean, I'm currently disguised tremendously well as an undead, and it's worked so far, so we can use that as a template. You can use your own computers and own skills as part of it, but there's nothing on the ship. This is... Let me get my question sure. was mechanically, can I get assists from the other people while I am? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But as a complete aside, this is a military vessel. There's no like space book or, you know, Fugle or anything like that on this. Like the ship is lean and mean and designed only for combat. So you're not going to uh, find any uniform code. A military will actually say what a uniform is supposed to look like. True. In a cadet's. Uh barracks okay but in a vast computer network where you can shove every piece of information it might be in there somewhere true but this is a um this is like a shuttle pod so no not the ship all right uh so my question is basically okay i'm going to try and disguise all of them to look like the story we're going to tell which is that we are a returning crew of corpse fleet people and we have a couple of prisoners uh, I will have a plus 20. Whoever wishes to assist, you should speak up now. I'm not um, tra- properly trained. Yeah, Mo can't. His only suggestion was uh, the three little pigs as a disguise. So that's basically uh, all I can do. I'll, I'll, I'll buy Mo's because he gave a good explanation as to why you're choosing not to assist uh, uh, Akira. Just, I'm not skilled. I don't have that. I literally have one point in disguise. So I'll yeah, I don't okay. either. You, you all literally heard me get the DM to admit that you can all assist using some of your other skills. You, but I thought you had to here. have a. I don't have. I don't have the conversation. I don't have. Yeah, but, I, but he's. But you guys are both other wrong. Skills huh? and a little conversation. All right, I give up. All right, I, I tried my best. There it is. No, wow. it would be disguise. Okay, yeah, right? I. No, it's not true because it's up to my. It's it's up to you. I actually roll it. You don't roll it. I did all the secret rolls for everyone, including Cheddar, in the secret rolls. And during this time, Rusty feels that he did an absolute fantastic job on everyone. It is actually frightening. And you're all looking around, and you're kind of shaking your heads. Like, wow, you guys all He's an artiste. Barely undead. I'm actually kind of amazed. You know why, Jason? Purple die death. That's all I'm going to say. Fair enough. <laughs> to, to be fair, Rusty is generally thinks almost everything he does is he does fabulously well. But <laughs> this is the thing: everyone else is looking at each other, and you all look at each other, and even you're impressed. Yeah, for you're once like, oh, we agree. Wow. <laughs> okay, well there you go. <laughs> and you didn't even have to do anything. I practiced the walk, like the the dragging the foot walk and the drooling and the. Uh... Oh, is it going to be like uh, the Walking Dead when they were pretending yeah. that they, they were zombies and like walking through with exactly. the? <laughs> I'm thinking more Shaun of the Dead. The whispers. I was thinking Shaun of the Dead too. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> like okay, everyone, like this. I'm uh... thinking more Return of the Living Dead, where they actually could talk and stuff. You know, you probably never saw that movie though. Well, uh, of course. Uh, of uh, course. Actually, I've I don't know if one. I have seen that one. Sorry, I took that back. one. That that's a that's a messed up movie. That. <laughs> that's kind of a comedy. It's weird. I know it's a comedy. They had that like the that zombie like in tar like half burned. That thing was gross. Right? I was I just watched it yesterday. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. That so nasty. Good. Anyhow, also I took the liberty of giving everyone um, a lot of you had stamina damage. Some of you like Tuttle were literally down to zero. So I rested you. Um, the Ooh. only one I didn't rest was Akira because you were down only like, let's see, you're down. Damn. 
good. No, I arrested you. It was one of you who was like barely down anything. Um, oh no, I arrested you all. I arrested everyone because Akira was down just like a little. But I figured it's, right. Chris wants to always be healed, so I, do. I might as well did it. So you guys are all healed up, except for Aontaro. Aontaro is a little bit of red, but you did use the spider. But all that. As you are flying through the space, making yourselves look all disgusting, you start getting transmissions. And many of them are in code. What do you do? Mo decodes them. Okay. Can I attempt to do something like hack the robot zombie guy and to respond to them? Is that something? You don't actually don't need to hack them anymore. You've already hacked them. So at this point, there's just going to be straight checks. But yes, you have to kind of figure out. It looks like some people are doing identity challenge checks right now as you're flying through the space to make sure you're legitimate. So what are you going to do? There's no, like, voices. This is all being done through code. I will assist Dr. Tuttle. Is this computers or engineering? Either one. Describe to me what you're trying to do. I'm going to try. I'm a little bit better at engineering. So, well, only one more. Well, give me an idea one what more you're is one more. try to do. Like, like, how are they? Are they scanning us or something? Like, do we see lights or something? Or no, but you're getting transmissions of like identity codes where you have to. I'm gonna try to like, use my little remote jack thing to kind of jack in and figure if I can find like the proper codes to use to respond. There we go. That's what I'm looking for. Okay, that's excellent. That would then be an engineering check, believe it or not. I have assisted successfully. Wow. Wow. Okay, and Tuttle with his 42. Rusty... 44. No, Rusty does not... So wait, technically, you gotta re-roll, you gotta re-roll your assist with engineering. I did. I rolled engineering. I got a 20. And you rolled a 20. You yeah. need to hack, and you need to hack your brain into the computer like Tuttle did. Will you do that as well? Will you have minor surgery to actually put an implant into your brain? Um... Not somewhere visible, right? I mean, it's not going to actually like mess up the face. A Johnny mnemonic. You can put it in your ear if you wish. Yes, Johnny mnemonic. Hey man, okay, okay. Johnny mnemonic, man. Whenever you bring him up, I gotta, I have to acquiesce because I love him. Oh, jeez. Okay, like, so, to, like so to, I'm going to say oh. back left. I can actually part oh. my hair a little bit to cover up that spot, and that'll actually. Okay, all right, that's fine. Back left. We can just find a little access port there. Wow, that was actually a joke, but you totally. Uh, fell for it and Tuttle's just laughing it's like oh you can't use one of these he just like puts it in his ear and is like pretending that it actually is working and with Tuttle's 42 he's just like yeah Rusty sure you're helping and for the first time ever Rusty is getting bluffed Aww. nice That's <laughs> <awesome>. <laughs> he's so gullible <laughs> well when it comes to computers he is yeah Tuttle, on the other hand... We love him, though. We, he, we, we still love him. him. We do well, love him. That's a strong word, but anyway. Well, he, he, he is in charge of the cult. Not of the Devourer, the cult of Rusty. So, we... Rob was a sense motive. Actually, not all very well, but I have, but I have a plus 13 to my sense motive. Yeah, I'm but I'm going to say he uses his computer skill to deceive you. And yeah. at 42, I, he blows can, you away. How can you not love somebody that gullible? I mean, really. I mean, oh, it's just yeah. my so heart. Exactly. old-fashioned techno babble at work. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's the seventh Fetzer. It's the seventh Fetzer valve. Meanwhile, Mo is looking for uh, post-it notes. That's basically what he can do for the codes. Okay, so basically, while Tuttle is telling me he's reversing the polarity, he's actually he uh, actually hacked in and found something fascinating. He found that he might be able to glitch out. 
the communication sensors to prevent the nearby corpse fleet ships from insisting on direct communication and perhaps doing like a temple attempt garble communication back so that um, it seems like your ship was damaged if you wish you have to give me another engineering check to actually successfully do this they're 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 claiming their communication coil is overloaded uh something like that yes coil emissions are but coil emissions are normal mm-hmm, mm-hmm. things are fine how are you yeah, i was going for the wrath of Khan there I, I i know you are i was mixing it up though so Curses. um so give me if you want to do that you can try another engineering check you could also try you could do like garble communication fake glitch you can try to dampen life signs which is something else you can see to do because um if they try to scan you they might find that your life signs are on there i'm going to start with a fake glitch okay that's a that's an engineering check for you to see if you can fake out the, the communication 38 more than enough you're easily able to click that on and now that um it's like sending out like garbled communication back so even if they challenge you you have no they have no idea what's going on and i guess i should also try to chat do the life signs thing yeah the life signs thing you realize that um if the they scan you for any signs of life that they probably would <laughs> they would find signs of life and they would that find is some bad. they would find some living people yes that's All right. bad. Well, how, that's that, a computer that also engineering that's a computer computers? check. Yes, because you're going to change it to reverse the polarity. And with the 39... Nobody, nobody alive on here. That's right. You easily reverse it. So it's going to do out false signals if they come out. Instead of anyone alive will come out as dead. How about that? Ooh, you're very sneaky, Mr. Tuttle. Or it's like that one episode of original Star Trek where they remove everyone's heartbeat on the ship to find out that the one guy's still alive. Yes. Finny, well, you ejected the, the odd people. Do the young people then show up as alive then? Because we've got two of them on board. You know, you have, you have yeah, we've got Bob one. and the zombie. Oh, we got well, two of them. Well, if well, it reverses it, they're going to go, what's, what's these alive people doing? I was actually just in disguise. I mean, Yeah, I'm totally in disguise. Rusty's in disguise. He's not actually. The most realistic disguise of all of time. I was trying to turn him in. Okay. I mean, if he was undead, oof, we'd have to space him. Okay. <laughs> All right. So um, far, so good. Sure. So far, so good. So it looks like the chatter of the challenge communication so far is going pretty well. Uh, what are you going to do? It looks like it's sort of working right now. You're about halfway to the capital ship. The super colossal ultronaut, Deadwin Annihilator. What are you going to do? Are we within firing range? Nope. Okay. You can try. You might last six seconds. Oh, no. I... No, I'm going to wait till we're close range. That way oh, okay. we can get them. <laughs> Got it. Uh, yes, uh, Mr. Moe, uh, why don't you hold fire until I give you the order? Oh, sure. I'm just playing with the triggers here. They make this springy bouncing sound when you flick them up and down. Oh, well, that does sound like fun, I must admit. I mean, if you're not pulling the trigger, this is one of the funny noises that they make well i'm sold there actually is uh the gunning range i mean you do have access to the guns you do have access to the piloting state i mean you're actually piloting it 
So one thing I'm going to notice is that as you're flying, you do notice that um, you're flying a lot more, well, straight and correct than some of the other ships. So who, who's the pilot? That would be me. Really? Oh, actually, we found. Actually, I think we did find out Doctor Tuttle is within one point of me. It may have had more. I don't remember. Well, you can't be both. Well, you got separate roles. You can't be pilot and the computers. Tuttle can't. I should probably stay available. I have available. That I'm the pilot. I am very good at computer and and engineering as well. So if you need me to. Actually, what I think we found out is that you are perennially second best. But I'm still very good. Well, here's the deal. Who's let's? Although we don't need the full roles. People need roles. Who's the captain? I'm the captain. Uh, no, I oh, would ordinarily be the captain, but I will be the pilot as needed. Okay, so you're going to be the pilot. Who's the captain then? Akira. All right, Akira. No, no, Akira, you're the pilot now. I will be the captain. Okay, okay. <laughs> whoever is going to need some good bluffing, I'm telling you that right now. Who's, well, we already know what Tuttle is. Who's the gunner? Uh, that's Mo. Oh, there we go. I mean, okay. We don't need a gunner, though, but. Probably not. So. You're noticing that the ships are starting to pay attention to you again because you're flying too well. So who wants to try to, quote, fly casual? The pilot? Who's I that? guess that's me. That's right. Kira, uh, can I give the captain's bonus to the pilot? Sure. All right. So you get a plus two from me. I mean, it's pretty decent, but it's not out what of is your pilot? What is your pilot? What's your pilot? Plus 15. Okay, you're not the pilot. Uh, I go over and I sit down. Nope, I am the pilot. Uh, no, he's the pilot. Right. It's the pilot. It's all too right. late. There it is. Too late. There it is. Right. That's he's fine. been flying all this and time. Plus two from me. There it is. All right, I'm okay. rolling. Twenty-seven. You, uh, you're doing a pretty good job. Pretty good job. You're you figure out how to uh, how to fly casual, neither exposing your ship to too much scrutiny nor showing signs of a Attempting to avoid it, you're you're like, um, I'm not really avoiding you, but I'm not going right next to you either. We're you, whistling past the graveyard. That's right. You are uh, like a leaf on the wind. Right. <laughs> Is the graveyard a name of one of the capital ships? Could be. Yeah. Could be exactly. With that, you start hearing some direct communication as you're nearing the Blackwind Annihilator, blasting through even your fake glitch. Asking for legitimate corpse fleet identification. What do you do, Captain? Self-destruct! Self-destruct! Uh, did we ever actually get the codes out of that, uh, uh, Jason? Out of nope. that one little uh, cyborg zombie? Nope. We do not know what the codes All right, are. Alright, time to bluff it out then. That's fine. Uh, we open a channel. Cool. Wait, hold on, stop. Do we know the name of this ship? This ship? Yeah, the, the ship we're on to identify ourselves to others. This is Corpse Fleet 532, whatever. Uh, yes. Why is it 532? I made that number up. I oh. made that up. Yeah, the ship is we actually... have a transponder code. Right. <laughs> a transponder code. Uh, yeah, you actually do know the transponder code. You actually know enough to bluff your way through. You just don't know the... Okay. You just don't know the challenge password. You don't know the uh, in the uh, was in Mission Impossible. Oh, the uh, the evening was cold and the night was warm or whatever. You know, like where you have a, they say one word, you're supposed to say the other word back. So okay. you can bluff your way through this. Sure. Try to and, figure and out. I, uh, I open a channel. This is the former second in command. I am commanded now because commander die. 
we are coming back now with prisoners. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> All right. Give uh, give me a bluff check. All right. Mm, okay. I'll add d6 plus 2. 33. Okay, so 38. 38. You, you respond back in your weird tone of voice explaining that you were coming back from the surface with some prisoners. Mr. Tuttle sees that it's scanning for life signs. You all hold your breath, literally, make, hoping maybe it dampens your life signs. And perhaps Tuttle messed up. And after no, that's you, not true. <laughs> life forms. Do, 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 you pretty little life forms. Do, do, do. Oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. It's an old code, but it checks out. And sure enough, you get permission to approach the Blackwind Annihilator. So you are approaching the Ultranaut. You are now within, well, range. What are you going to do? Well, now we are looking for a port of entry, so to speak. Correct? If we're close enough. Correct. Yeah, the bay. All right. So uh, let's find a bay. I think that was an engineering check we decided. Sure. All uh, right, we'll see if we can get this thing to land. I failed to assist. 38, more than enough. You scan the ship, and sure enough, you find an area, and it's actually called Hangar Country. <laughs> it's actually like the hangar area of the ship, and it looks like there is a very simple area where you can land a ship. Or you can land right next to the hangar and walk in. It's up to you. It's called Hangar Country? Yeah. Okay. Hangar Country. <laughs> well, because there's so many of them. There's like endless hangars, and they're all kind of identical. Although there appears to be one that's really in good shape because all the ships have left. Like, you're doing the scan, and some of them are in different levels. Some are full. Some are half full. Some are empty. Not empty. Somewhat empty. They're all like different levels of... Uh, usage but you find one that could be that appears to be completely empty and perfect for you to land into all right let's so, do that then so uh mr akiro uh headboards there take us in nice and not easy okay plus two the ride's a little rough but you managed to land undetected so you think into the hangar area as soon as you get near the hangar it seems like Automatic systems get engaged to sort of bring the ship in and land it. And you are in kind of an airlock area. Now, since they're undead, there really is no such thing as an airlock. However, you can see that you have been brought into sort of a compartment where the ship is stored by automatic processes. And the area you're in is void open to space. And I will put you where you are. Now, the, since we have life bubble, we actually don't have to have our, our helmets on. So that's like, because why would we have helmets on if we were undead? Like, we wouldn't need that. You know what I mean? Well, for protection. No. It's, it looks radiation. Suspicious. Radiation. No. Oh, yeah. No. No. It's, it's for breathing. I'm sorry. What? Oh, breathing. Right. I remember that. I mean, I know that. So, okay, you're in, out there. Communication, is, you know. That's up to you guys, but um, let me just give you this setup. You're kind of outside in front of what appears to be, it's like a large uh, force field, but 
it looks like it's designed to allow slow moving objects to go through it's actually fast moving objects like lasers or missiles or projectiles that it blocks this is like a a thing you know about these large capital ships is that very slow moving objects can go through these shields it's fast moving objects that get blocked so you could you know fly through it or walk through it easily and you're in front of the shield going into well the main hangar where the fighters are the smaller ships i'm insulted they put us in a hangar that was not the most important but i'll try and get beyond it actually has to do with the size of the ship the larger ships were stored closer to the exterior while the smaller ships like the fighters are stored deeper in, so that's all it is. But regardless, I'm still insulted. Uh, are, are we going north or south? As where I south. assume we're going south. Okay. All right. South. Oh, I was only. I thought the red bar meant east and west were only options. Okay. No, the red bar is actually the. That's the force field that you can walk through. You're gonna walk through oh, a okay. large force field. Oh, Mo's going right through that force field. Right. Uh, you are a prisoner. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, but this is kind of where the prisoners are ruling the roost here. Need more. Uh, uh, prepare brain. yourself to be disciplined if anybody questions that. Um, like physically beaten, like. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was actually thinking of shocking him with some sort of like electricity, electric prod, but you know, sure. I'm gonna beat him with my gun, probably. Mo has his 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 gag um, manacles, so he's not actually shackled in, so. He's fooling uh, everybody. Actually, yes, Steve. Can we do? Did we? Was that part of the disguise? We did actually talk about it. Sure. Two-months. I don't know. This sure. is a stupid. Dis- sure. We just got our. We can just walk. I mean, we don't need to freaking have this whole. Story. No, no, uh, no. Be because you're living. The... You're because you're living. They scan. No, no, no. I, I've got armor on. I look as dead as anybody else here. I mean, you, you disguised me, right? Yes. Oh, yes. There we go. There we go. Okay. Okay, first fight where they say, my God, he's living and he's not chained. Okay, so that's you. All right, I'm looking at this hangar. The question that leaps to mind, is there anybody walking around? Like, uh, I didn't get to describe it. Oh, all right. Sorry. (laughs) I I thought we were going. I mean, you're waiting. I'm talking and you're waiting for me to finish. Uh, I thought you were done. Dull red lights illuminate this massive, massive chamber. A heavy crane arm dangles from tracks on the ceiling, and empty racks for small fighter ships line the fore and aft walls. A nearby invisible force field covers the gaping hole in the starboard end of this room. That's what you just walked through. While two large doors exit to the port. In addition, there's a large window to the port looking into an enclosed room. The floor holds a dozen iris hatches, each 15 feet in diameter. Most of the hatches are closed, but one towards the fore of the bay is open. So, what you see is, hold on, there is on the walls, kind of like in um, the Star Wars movie, all the fighters were stored on the walls and in compartments, and this large crane can pull them out and let them go so they fly out. There is 15 large 15 foot by 15 foot spiral hatches on the floor that probably also hold fighters of some sort. Those are closed. There's one to the southwest that is open. 
you see large double doors to the southwest, the southeast. You see a large room in front of you. And in that room, you can also make out two cybernetic zombies that are sitting at control panels. Otherwise, it's completely empty. There's no one here. I would say what we're, our main goal at the moment is finding an isolated place out of view which has an access terminal so we can try and actually get a floor plan of this ship. Should we start with that little control module? Uh, sure. Sounds good to me. You, mean, like... you mean where the two uh, cyborg zombies Yeah, two, two uh, cyber zombies. Uh, do you think you could actually like hack them, move them aside, or do you want to interface with them? I'm happy to talk to them, but I'm not sure if they're entirely safe. Yeah, are they alive? Are, are they moving? Are they let's at keyboards? Start, let's or start something? with that. I mean, we were able to hack the one on the on the ship, so cool. That's logical. So we might be able to get some information, even if we don't have like a full interface. I can actually show you what they look like. Are you ready? Ooh, yes. Play your hand out. That is what they look like. Oh, so they're busy. It looks like. <laughs> I remember in um, Flash Gordon where the the guy had those things on his on his eyes. It's like those. It's like all these people sitting around with their eyes, their ears, their mouths connected with wires into computer terminals. They are part of the computer system. These cybernetic zombies looks perfectly nice. But what's that disgusting creature locking next? Oh, that's an Isoki. Never mind. Sorry. I will call them the Lawnmower Men. As that? you are walking towards the southern portion a assault fighter raises from the floor from the empty hatch and inside of the assault fire you can see a corpse folk marine similar to the ones you fought on the surface he looks at you kind of surprised what do you do i nod and grunt in his direction and motion to the prisoners behind me to follow me and continue on. oh yeah mo is behind you you can't hear him. He's in the uh, cockpit, and he holds up his arm and uh, asks you to... He's basically holding up his arm and looking at you. What do you do? Uh, as in a salute. Now, he's put, He's basically putting his arm up, uh, like in front of his, like a fist. Not a salute, but like sort of putting his arm up, like he's showing you his um, forearm. All right, I do that back to him. What, is his, what does the forearm have? Does that have like numbers on it or something? It, uh, it has some, yeah, it actually has colors and symbols on it. It looks like part of a uniform of some sort. Ah, something that you don't have there, Rusty. Uh, actually, I took the point of getting all of the uh, armor and insignia off of the ones that were those dead bodies that we killed as part of the disguise. Remember, we killed a whole bunch of these Marines already. Mm -hmm. Can we mimic the same salute? That's what I've just done. Well, he could. You're supposed to be, are you supposed to be prisoners? I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm still not exactly sure what's going on. Well, let me put it this way. You tell me what you're going to do. I'm not going to say anything. Right. I, I had basically said earlier that Mo and Aeon Tuttle were our prisoners and that the demon would simply walk a pace behind me. You know, he's Devil. evil, so I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. And it's uh, the robot, of course, is simply a robot. Okay, so how would that... How would we... How are we... I mean, am I just... Am I dressed in like pinstripe or you know the, the the black and white stripes or do I not have the the uniform on or supposedly you guys were all disguised. So with that, everyone give me a disguise. Oh, sorry, a bluff check. Uh oh, everyone, everyone, everyone. Oops. Actually, the disguise roll counts as their bluff check if it's that if it's an opposed roll for it based on that. 
Could be either one. Either one. Oh boy. Do. He, he actually, can do bluff or disguise. Actually, that's pretty good for me. Hero gets a twenty-seven. Rusty gets a thirty. Oh god. Forty-five. Forty-five. Mo gets a twelve. And Tuttle got an eight. Yep. Well, they're pathetic little prisoners. I don't need them to be believed. I don't need to. Be, yeah, it's true. I don't need to lend a whole lot of authenticity to the role of prisoner. I do order them to get behind me. They are my prisoners. What's all. my motivation in I this? I don't know scene. why they're far away from me. Get behind me, prisoners. Yeah, I have guns pointed at our, pris- at our prisoners. Okay. Who are unarmed, right? Okay. Yeah, visibly unarmed. They're disguised. Okay. He looks a little confused. And then he actually says, and he like clicks on, and it sounds like there's a speaker coming out from the, uh, the ship. And he says, Commander, where are you bringing those prisoners? In Eoxian. My response is, we'll send message from Bay over here as our communicators were hurt. Then we take them to the Arch Commander. He's like, hmm. <laughs> he's looking at What's you. What's an Arch Commander? I never <laughs> heard of that. <laughs> right. He's like, how goes the battle outside? Who did you lose in your battle? Where's the rest of your squad? Our squad leader died because he was weak. A few others died. But... The enemy died more. Very well. Proceed along. And he continues to sort of prep and outfit the uh, small fighter craft. He's, by the way, completely sealed in it. So there's no way you ah, can get okay. him. So. God, we're never going to make it all the way to the bridge. Are we? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you have to ask, answer a lot of questions. Isn't it? Well, this is why I said our first mission is go somewhere and let's get a layout of the ship. And see if we, this is this is all you, Jason. Let's see see what you can get. It's if we can get an actual layout and find out where things are. Let's wait till this guy leaves. Yeah, I don't you think do, you're right. doing the Han Solo bluffing. I'm doing the three PO and R two interfacing with the Death Star. Yes. Mo right. is just doing. Uh, he's he's providing. He's doing the Wookie. No, he's he's, he's doing line of sight blocking. So while you're tapping on the keyboards and uh, whatnot, uh, you're behind me. So. Actually, that's that's good. So the um, the doors are on the west and east. As you can see, that red area, that's sort of the window into the control area. So if you want to go into that area, you'd have to go around. There's also the double doors. He seems to more or less be ignoring you and is prepping his ship for launch. But it might be a little while, so what are you going to do? You mean right there where, where Mo just moved? There's a door there? Yeah, Mo's right in front of you. See that door right there? There's a door going to the back, right? Right, that door right there. To the right of Mo is a door. I don't know if we should go right into the command center when we're supposed to be prisoners. Um, well, you're you're with me. You can go in with me if I order you to. But at the same Mo's time, I already the told door. The he doesn't care. This is, this, he, he opens the door. Aren't you the prisoner? Yeah, well, no one's watching. Well, we don't know that, but okay. Oh, Mo's, <laughs> Mo's really committed to this disguise. <laughs> the guy, like, there's nobody yeah. here. These guys are plugged in the thing. We're, we're, we're tiptoeing around, and there's nobody here. I mean, it's... There's a guy right there in the yeah. fighter that we just talked Watching to. Watching us. He's yeah, in our line he's, of sight. So how's, this? A... so how's this? Just don't not be a prisoner for a minute. That's all. Well, then, all right, here. I'll get out of the way. Actually, I already said... I'll open the door that, and go through. That, that just Tuttle and I weren't going to go in there and we're going to hack it. This is the stuff that I like to imagine that this dialogue is actually going on. This actual dialogue is going on. I'll get out of the oh, way. Yeah, totally. <laughs> With the oh, it is going on. It's all under hushed breaths. Yeah, there you Lucky go. he's inside of a fighter, which actually 
is fairly well enclosed, even though it is a bone ship, but it's a small fighter, so it doesn't have a lot of, uh, like, area. Plus, you're in a vacuum, by the way, so there's no sound going back and forth. That's fact, a good point. When he We're on our communicators, you, you're right. Right, it was on all communicators. Yeah, communicator wouldn't work either, though. They the actually use, that's actually not true. How the, how they actually talk about that in the book. They use, like, vibration. It's actually vibration. Mm, like um, a throat mic. Yeah, basically. It's like they use bone vibration for communication in these ships. But they actually can talk. It's a weird thing. So something else about the ship. Um, the w ceilings are 20 feet high. Except in this area where it's, this is gigantic. Their lights are a weird red light. So it's dim light everywhere. So hopefully you guys can see. Yep. There is no atmosphere anywhere so far. So because who needs it? And it's a waste of energy to spend on life support when you don't need life support. And that's about it. So... You're in front of the door. It's a large steel door. It looks unlocked. Do you open it? Yes. You open it. This long, narrow room is crowded with controls, monitors, and readouts to cover the walls and even the ceiling. Colored lights blink and flash adjacent to numerous switches and keypads. The starboard wall has a single long window that looks out onto the hangar bay and doors exit to the fore and aft. You just came in through one of them. There appears to be eight stations, although it is not fully staffed at the moment. Only two of the stations have cybernetic zombies attached to it. They completely ignore you as you enter into the room. All right, Jason, all you. Can I do a generalized computer's check to sort of understand what might be the best place to set up shop? Yes. Like some of these terminals have specific functions type thing? Yes. And Tuttle is saving your bacon. 41. These, these rolls are all very high. They even say some of this is like, although your PCs have no hope of making these rolls, and I'm thinking the whole time, well, <laughs> they don't know Aeon Tuttle the way I know Aeon Tuttle. Yeah. He can make these rolls. <laughs> yes, you actually look around real quick. It looks like that these controls here are designed to track the fighters stored in this bay. And that they can also track the current fighters out and skirmish. They don't have access to local security or provide maps of the interior of the Empire of Bones. However, you might be able to get a small map of the area or general functionality. Because this is a warship, so having access to the entire map is not necessary. We'll look on the back of the door like in a hotel. See if we can see a room map or a map of the floor. Fire um, escape. You are here. Yeah. Nope. Um, I'll go ahead and see if I can at least punch up a local map, if not a map of the whole ship. That you can do. You can do another computer's check. Com computer's check again. I, I assist. Did this guy in the fighter leave yet, by the way? I'm keeping my eye on the fighter pilot. I'll try to hunch. I'll try to kind of hunch really low so I'm not like. He's, uh, he's still prepping his fighter. Yeah, but I'll try to stay kind of hunched low so maybe he can't even see me over the top, over the rail sure. or whatever. Sure. Also, sure. I think Mo said he was sort of blocking with his body. So. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Plus two for me. Okay. Aeon Tuttle, 39, spends a little bit of time going through the Plus two. terminal. 41, goes through a little bit of time 
uh, going through the computer terminal. He finds out a few very fascinating items. First of all, it is impossible for you to get the map of the interior of the Empire of Bones from this terminal. Second of all, you'll probably have to find a much higher level security terminal, such as a commander or sub-commander's terminal, and need their access key card to get that, as that is only high levels information. Third of all, this is actually a pretty high-level computer. This is a Tier 4 computer, a Security 1 upgrade module. It is uh, going to only get harder and harder from here, and you know for a fact that there are Tier 10 computers all out the system, and you probably will need to hack them. That will be a test even for you, Tuttle, as those are in the 50s. Fourth, you see that the guy in the hangar logged your interaction, and it is inside the security briefing. However, interestingly enough, there is no shipwide alert about your presence, which is something unique. Can I yoink us out of the log really quick? You can try. You'd have to give me another check. And I'm, kind of, I'm sort of wondering if there's value to that, but I, yeah, what the hell? I would say sure. 34. Unfortunately, there's no way no, to 36. take it. 36. There's no way to take it out from this terminal because these are way too low level. These are kind of read only. Again, you would have to go to a much higher level terminal. You do find a map, however. That's all we want. That's and what we that want. That is the map you find. Yeah, getting us out of the security logs was a sort of secondary thing, but it looks like directly to the south of you is the gravel pit. Directly to the west of you is the slime cell. Directly to the east of you is some machinery that you don't have direct access to. To the upper east side is the controls for the crane as well as a resting area for the pilots. The resting area is kind of strange. We'll get into that later. And then the rest of them are, quote, secure sites. You count one, two, three, four rooms you have no access to, at least on the map. That's probably where we want to go. Well, of course. Yeah. I'm still a slime cell. What is that? Well, it's where you take a bath when you're dried out undead. Uh, I've heard that the undead tend to flake a bit, and they need a little bit of moisture. and <laughs> Exfoliate? Um, yeah, well, I mean, they don't really have, like, you know, the same kind of fluids. That... Never mind. Actually, let's go. Let's find out. I don't know anything about it. <laughs> right, By the way, gone now? The, the, uh, yeah, he takes off and flies away uh, off the mission. And sure enough, you actually see him on the computer's check, and it looks like eight burrow bone shards have been launched on this bay and are currently skirmishing their way across the Gate of Twelve Suns. You actually can see the battle readouts. Nice. Anything yeah. else you try to access just gives you errors. You can't get them from here. Do I get a PC load letter at any point? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You do. Uh, so, do you want to explore? Yeah, the real question is, do we want to mess around with the smaller things or just go straight to secure site? Uh, I would say let's let's play it as we're desperately, urgently, you know, 
in a foreign environment, so let's focus kind on Kind of meander to the... No, to the, no I mean, don't meander, the, go straight, straight Like a gravel point. pit doesn't seem like it accomplish. A gravel pit doesn't seem like it accomplishes anything. Right, yeah. so just go straight to what looks important. Free gravel, though. Well, there's that. That. Gra- that gravel could be the key to the- unlocking this whole thing. <laughs> Fine, well, the ship could be commandeered by shoving small pebbles into the slots on the computer. Did you well, bring any? you never know. Damn it! There could, there could be slaves at the gravel pits or some crazy, st- silly thing that... Uh, yeah, it's weird to gravel pit on a uh, spaceship, but okay, we'll go with this. Uh, call it out, Captain. Where do you want to go? I'm saying we go to the closest secure site, so straight through these doors to the one that's down on the right. Everyone like that? Sounds like a plan to me. All right. Uh, am I still hanging behind you? Are we still yeah, for a moment. doing the charade? It's a charade! It's a charade! Okay. Well, of course. It's literally a charade. We are, yeah, we are engaged uh, you, in a charade. Yeah. Um, go ahead. Open the door. I open the door. Move along, prisoners. Yeah, I didn't mean to move that much, sorry. <laughs> uh, there's a large corridor going to the south, and sure enough, you see one, two, three doors to the west, one door to the east. I'm intrigued by this slime pit. I gotta see what that is. I open up that door. Uh, before you open up that door, everyone else move themselves in. Is that where you want to be when the he opens up the door? Excellent. Here comes an explosion. Close. I want to be back on the moon, but I don't think that's much of a choice right now. As Akira about to open the door, you suddenly feel a necromatic ray scanning you and draining your life energy coming from the ceiling. Everyone give me a fortitude save. Oh no, a necromatic ray. Um, Everyone? Everybody. Because <clears throat> Cheddar right. doesn't need that, though, does he? Except for Cheddar, because he is a machine. He has no life to drain. That's right. He has no life to drain. Okay. Tuttle, 19 fails. Mo 16 fails. Rusty, 26 succeeds. Akira, 13 fails. I'll tell you what happens in a second. Oh, no. It's not good. Death. Death you, had, you had to know what was behind this. 52 oh, points of damage. Are you shitting me? Wow, that is a lot what? of damage. Uh, out. Yeah, holy crap. The, what's uh, 26? Yes, a necromatic ray as you're walking through these doors. We're scanning you and, well, hits you with, well, this. You can try to learn more about it if you want. It stopped for now. It, it happened when I touched the door? No, it actually happened a few seconds after you all walked through this door. And it's this whole general area, this front area. It I wonder yeah. if I should run back to that control room, get yeah. back on the computer, see if I can find any information about that. Yes. See if it's possible. I'm going to do that real quick. That's, that's fine with me. I, I will walk back with you for to give the faint veneer that you're a prisoner. I'm going to go back and Google Necromatic Ray. Alexa, how to shut down Necromatic Ray? <laughs> give me engineering check. Or mysticism. I assist. It's an ominous sign that my rolls have been getting worse and worse as the game has gone on. 32 barely gets assisted. Mo is taking a 10 rest, by the way. He actually needed help from Rusty to make it. Wow, nice. Well, before you do this, 
there's no this 10 minute rest stuff okay we, we, why because you guys are on an enemy ship with thousands of bad guys you can do it but everyone has to agree to it at the same time because things will happen i have no problem with I that i thought the computer check was like a long no no they're talking check. it's like no oh. no 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 the computer right. check is like 30 seconds so you go in and you are able to find out that these doors actually have a sensor built into the frames to check for the presence of life energy. And after a few seconds and you all go through it, they admit a death ray projector bathing everything in the area with lethal necromatic rays. Of course, if you were completely undead or robot, it would have no effect on you whatsoever. It is a countermeasure against, well, life forms infiltrating the ship. How do we make it? Not, how do we disable it? How do we get around it? Give me another check, and you should be able to disconnect the ray projector in this area. So it's in front of every door, then? According now, to... it seems to be just in front of these two doors for this area. There we it's go. It's definitely going to be in other parts of the ship, though. So you might want to figure out a long-term solution. Otherwise, yeah. you're going to get hit with those rays constantly. 41, Tuttle goes in, is able to disable it in all these areas in this hangar country. You're able to disable it so that it is like in maintenance mode. But that's only in this area. You'll probably have to figure out a long-term solution by hacking the computer and figuring out a way to give a false positive, sort of like you did before, where it would scan you and come back as undead so it doesn't bathe you in necromatic ray. It only does it when it detects life science. It doesn't do it all the time. So you should be able to trick the computer, but that's a long-term problem. Does it count as radiation? Probably not, right? No, it's necromatic. necromatic. Is, that, is that something that energy. Tuttle can do now, or is that something... Nope. Tier 4 computer. You need a Tier 10 computer. You can't do it from this terminal. Oh. Well, this is going to be a pain. All right. An adventure. All right. Let's yeah. Great. Um, all right. Well, there goes all my stamina. Do we want to do a 10-minute rest? I mean, You can do a 10-minute rest. All I'm getting at is that you're all together. You're in a very, very hostile environment. You just have to all tell me. If you want to do a 10-minute rest, you could probably hole up and find a little nook or cranny or, like, there's that waiting room or something and like well here's a question um can i look is, is there a schedule of departures where can we check and see if we have a few minutes if yes if there's coming let's check the schedule and see if we, if anyone's gonna be coming if there's any scheduled departures or arrivals in this hangar yes you can definitely do that right now and if there's time we'll take a 10 minute rest here in the hangar if we yep, think you can do that. a computer's check all you right can let's do, do that i had left the area so i can't assist this 40 is more than enough you're able to determine, and that's actually what this terminal's for, that these ships are not coming back until the mission succeeds, since they don't need to eat or sleep. And there's different hangars for repair. So you probably have several hours or maybe even a day or so. There is definitely security patrols and obviously other random people that come and go from this. But for right now, everyone is concentrating on fighting this battle, and this entire bay has been departed now that that guy left. And there's no ships left in the hangars other than your own, and that's it. I report this back to the, the guys, and I suggest we should probably take a quick rest. 
Alright, great. Yeah, can we do that in that control room? Yep, definitely. Alright, you guys are all hanging out next to the cybernetic zombies. It's very tight <laughs> in here, by the way. It's it a is very, very small very friendly. Room. Well, here's the weird part. All the chairs are really tiny because undead don't need a lot of space, Rusty. In fact, comfort is the least of their concern. I'm sorry, what? Comfort is the least of their concerns. I would like to withdraw my Oxian citizenship. He likes his creature comforts. Yeah, yeah. Mo likes the floor. The floor is good. The floor is good. I have to. I have to read this to you. It's actually really funny. Are you ready for this? Uh-huh. Someone give me a culture check so I can tell you what coolness you know about Eoxian ships. Aeon Tuttle, who has a 29, knows that these rooms usually contain row of narrow chairs running along its length. Each chair is no more than two feet wide and are crammed tightly together as undead neither twitch nor adjust themselves while waiting and never, ever tire. They can just sit there for Hours, days, weeks, or even months without a single movement since they're undead. That is what you are going to become, Rusty. Oh, no. Never. Okay, you all take a ten-minute rest. You all get back your stamina. None of you even went into meat damage, although it was incredibly uncomfortable for everyone except Rusty. You um, you get back your, your wind. You're all stamina-rested. Ten minutes have gone by. You haven't seen any activity. You uh, you are watching the battle through the uh, through the computer terminal tuttle for fun, and it looks like the uh, corpse fleet is slowly but surely defeating the the, the defenses. Yeah, we oh, can't no. defenses. So, oh, that sucks. Oh no, they're winning. Yeah, they're definitely winning. It's slow but deliberate. Since well, they have as much time as they want, and they don't rest or tire. Ever. All right, guys, let's go. This may be too ambitious, but is there any way to use this computer to change the orders of the little fighters? You could, but for what reason? I don't know. Maybe give the defenses more of a chance or something. This would only be able to control eight fighters out of. Oh, okay. Ones. Only the fighters so, from this ship would be controlled. Yes. yes. Okay. Of this hangar. And not even this yeah, ship. And to, and to give us, and that wouldn't give us, you know, that would probably also. Potentially alert them to our presence. Okay, no, never mind. Stop. I mean, not a terrible. No, idea, you could. But... Not a terrible idea, but there's only eight fighters that you can control from here. That's very compartmentalized. It is a battleship. It is designed so that no. Well, pretty much what you're trying to do, it's designed to not allow it. So you're gonna have to think this one through. Luckily, you have a lot of computer skills. I don't want to think. Thinking's boring. <laughs> What's your intelligence? Use the noggin. My intelligence refuse, is very high. Use the noggin. Uh, you have like a twenty-four intelligence or something, right? Twenty-six, twenty-four, and yet you're like, eh, right, I just like, I just I like whining. I don't want to think. Oh, I don't want to think. Okay, you're gonna try out the. Uh, where are you trying to go again? Nerf herder, open that door. Oh, slime cell, slime cell part two. I'm giving now, giving orders directly to Mo. Wait, well, are we actually I'm, opening the slime cells? We had talked about. I'm waiting not for doing Jason that. to get in here. Yeah. Open that door, yeah. prisoner. Oh, shit. Be here and be, and we turned off uh, 
the death ray. Yeah, God. Tunnel turned off that stupid death ray. All right, so Mo's going to open that door. Did that door open before? Like, did we get a dis? Like, no, you were okay. just about to open it when you all got hit. What? You don't want to get okay. hit by necromatic energy every five minutes as you walk uh. through the ship, or at least this hangar area. Uh. It only did, what was it, 98 points damage. It's fun. It's a scratch. All right, so I'm opening up this door. There you go, Kira. All right. There's your slime pits. He's going to step aside and let Akira in there. Uh, I recommend not going in, but okay. You try to open up the door, it won't open. You need an engineering or computers check to bypass the lock. That ain't Mo. Uh, I'm going to again reiterate, why don't we go directly to Hudson. Hudson, to bypass. But why, why are we bothering with a room that's of limited value? We don't right. know what it is. I'm curious. I feel like, but I feel like gathering information should be our first priority. And if there's well, the information, yeah. and if the information then gives us a reason we should go to the slime pit, that's cool. But slime pit doesn't well, seem a high value hurt. target. The only argument against that is you don't want to pass up a garrison of troops and then being attacked from behind. Uh, that's kind of like. Sweep and clear. Sweep and clear is Sweep the and uh, clear. directive. Yeah, it's <laughs> not search and destroy. Ship, it's not search like and destroy well, anymore. We've got a new directive. Like six miles long. Mops. Are we going <laughs> to are we going to sweep and clear the Isle of Manhattan? Is that well, our plan? Well, not that many big. There's only like five rooms. They're all gigantic hangars, and this this is just the first one. All right. If you, I, I mean, I could have gone either way, but if you guys really don't want to, that's uh, fine. Whatever you want to do, I, I will follow. I'd say let's yeah, start with a secure along. area. If there's a reason they okay. need to go back to the other rooms, we certainly True. can. But I'm just curious. I'm writing a, a memoir. Funny, I'm looking at Life Bubble. Doesn't protect you from energy damage. I know. I, I looked at that too. Energy, you looked at that too. Or radiation. I, I, looked at that, I looked at that. Yeah, I looked at that before. I was like, hmm, I wonder if that helps. Oh, no. no First off, foul, no. Nope. All right, so let's... Uh, so I suppose we'll need to... Uh, oh, sorry. No, to be fair, Jason is correct. This is literally the size of the island of Manhattan, which you're on. It is. It is like six miles long. It's six miles long. It's and bigger, like a mile and a half tall. Bigger than Babylon is, Five, which is only five miles. That's true. It is bigger. It is no. It's seriously, the Isle of Manhattan is accurate. <laughs> that is what you're on. To give you an idea of scale, because you are really small on this ship, and to figure out what you're going to do is going to take some doing. This is a. Uh, this is going to be a thinking man's adventure. I don't want to think. All right, I believe I'm standing in front of the first door that was marked secure area, so I'm going to try to open that door. Sure enough, it is locked. You can try to disable the lock with the successful engineering to fool the lock, thinking the authorized user is giving a command to open it, or computers check. 39 engineering. 39. God damn you, Rusty. Must you always be part of the equation? Must you always be part of every single role. Team, I open the door. Don't worry about oh it. Oh my god. You are such an attention whore. Guys, don't worry about it. I got this door. It's fine. Okay. Most not worried. Goddamn prima donna. You open the door. A metal podium with numerous controls on it stands in the center of this room. Padded vertical beds with numerous straps and restraints fill this room. Most, with numerous stains and small tears in their padding. Each bed sits beneath a bright 
spotlight from the ceiling, which illuminates the room brightly. Four large vents are visible in the ceiling. Oh, dear. Well, we all have our air bubbles. We don't care about the vents. That is true. I'm getting, a, I'm getting like an execution chamber vibe. Well, that, yeah. As you open up the door, a creature with a large-looking hammer of some sort in one hand and a gun on its side. It's extremely thin. Looks almost like a drow undead elf. Actually, let me rephrase it. It is a undead male drow elf in a military uniform who turns to you and says, Ah, intruders! No, 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 we have prisoner. Roll for <laughs> combat! We, we, we have prisoner. This was, the, this was the downside of me opening the door. Hey everyone, Steve here. So there we go. The boys managed to sneak onto the ship and they even avoided a little bit of combat. I'll talk about that in a second. And now they're, uh, well, they're about to start some new combat. We'll find out what that's all about. It's, uh, it's one of these secure rooms that they know nothing about. At the end of that episode, if it wasn't exactly clear, I gave them a layout of the map of exactly where they are. But sections of the map are blocked off. They're just big red blocks of nothing that's a secure area. If you remind me, I'll upload the map to the spoiler section so you can see what I'm talking about. And they thought initially that they were going to open up the door that goes to the slime pit, I think it was called, and that was just like a normal area. And truth be told, it was nothing special. It's just kind of like a cool room. It's almost like an encounter just to have an encounter. But there's nothing really there that's important. The secure rooms is really where they have to go. And at the very last second, which I was kind of surprised about, they changed their minds. They were like one second away from opening that door, and then they didn't. Which I'm kind of surprised. I don't know where that came from. It just sort of, I guess they just like reevaluated in the last second decided not to. I had nothing to do with that. Something else of interest is those life detectors located throughout the ship. Now, that's written into the adventure, and it sort of makes them stop and realize that they really have to have a game plan, that they can't just, like, wander through the ship and just kill every single thing in sight. If they're going to be detected by this thing, which detects living creatures, so they can't really stealth around that, or use disguise. You can't disguise yourself and remove, like, your life force. There might be a spell that does it, but they don't have that. So they really have to think about what they're going to do. And that will tie back into helping to guide them as to where they're supposed to go. If they realize that, okay, we have this area right now that we can walk through and not get blasted by necromatic energy that nearly kills the party every five feet, let's at least explore this entire area and get a game plan. And that helps. That helps a lot in sort of containing them in this area. And that's a nice little trick. If I didn't have something that stopped them, they could have literally just ran through the door and tried to go to the next area. And this adventure is written in such a way that you should not and cannot do that. I really can't emphasize this enough. I will probably become a broken record is that this is a very, very tricky adventure because they are given the illusion of choice. They're given the illusion that they can do anything and go anywhere when in reality they can't. 
and I kind of have to make it feel like they can. And it's very tricky. You don't want to railroad them too much, even though they kind of know they are, and make it seem like they're coming up with these actions on their own. Which brings me to my GMPC tip. So, that encounter with the guy in the spaceship was supposed to be a fight. They were supposed to fight this guy, and it actually would have been kind of a cool fight, because he was like in this spaceship bumper car, and they would have actually fought him while he was inside the spaceship, and they would have had to sort of blow up the ship or get him out somehow and then kill him. It would have been a fun encounter. I planned for it. I figured out, like, all the vehicle rules, and then... I thought about it, and they rolled really well, and you know, you gotta sometimes, as the GM, just kind of eat the encounter. And what I mean by that is, a lot of times as a GM, you might spend, well, a lot of time preparing an encounter and learning the rules and prepping it, and this was a very complex encounter, and I spent a lot of time figuring out how to do it, but then I thought about it, and I'm like, you know... They're doing a really good job, and I don't want to make it feel like Rusty, a.k.a. Bob, didn't do a good job and get to use his character skills. Because one of the things with his character, and I know this just by talking to him, is that his character's kind of one note. As funny as he is, his combat is really kind of blah, and it's kind of boring. So, you gotta make sure people feel like their characters are important. You gotta make them feel like they're actually contributing and helping out. And... He spent so much time and effort in disguising these guys that I wanted to make sure that it paid off. If that means they get to sneak by an encounter and fool a couple of undead, so be it. I'm sure Bob felt really good that his disguise paid off, that they tricked this guy, that they had this fun little conversation, and then he's off in his merry way. Did it really matter that much? Like, would killing him have gotten them amazing loot? And the answer is no. Would it have been a kind of cool encounter? Yeah, maybe. It would have been kind of fun. But, you know, you just got to get a feel for the room. And this is something you learn after a while is that you don't always have to fight. Even if the fight says that it's supposed to happen. I've actually had boss battles that I've had them talk them way out of. Back in Carrion Crown, there's this thing where in one of the adventures they're fighting this like slew of vampire lords. And it's a really complex section where it can go a lot of ways. And I can't exactly remember exactly what happened, but I do remember that they pretty much, like, kind of made friends with them and talked their way out of almost all the encounters. And I really didn't have a problem with it because they were having fun and it was going really well. So, so, so be it. Just have them, you know, talk their way out of the main guy. They managed to still, like, finish the main quest they were on. They actually came up with this really cool idea where they had to capture someone and bring him back alive so they sealed them up inside of a wall of force and then they pushed them back like a giant like hamster ball it was really funny so that is an idea of like you know you don't always need to fight you just don't and sometimes innocent things can turn into fights that's a talk for another gmpc tip because that's much more complex it's a little easier to not have a fight because the fight you have ready and prepared and you can like do on the fly turning an innocent encounter into a fight that can sort of be annoying because then suddenly you got to get stats and you got to figure out what the consequences are and then maybe cops show up maybe there's innocent bystanders and it can really derail campaign so that one's a lot trickier but at least in this encounter i just wanted to go through and explain what happened and let you know that you don't always have to fight you don't always have to use every single rule in the book, even if you spent an hour preparing, so be it. 
there'll be plenty of times to fight, trust me. You don't need to use every single encounter you develop for every single fight. And if you start pushing your PCs into fights they feel that are not warranted, I promise you, I promise you 100% they will know. I've seen it before, it's happened to me, where they feel like you are railroading us into this fight. We were doing everything in our power. We didn't want to do it. You just wanted to fight us to spite us. It's unfair. And they're going to say it. And they're going to let you know. And if they don't let you know, that's actually worse. Because then they feel like they can't trust you. And if there's one thing you need, it's trust as a GM. And if the story is going in such a way that there really shouldn't be a fight, and don't do it. Okay? Trust, trust your instincts. Don't do the fight. Don't force them into something just because you think it might be, quote, cool, unquote. So with that, we'll go into show notes. Don't forget, a new podcast every single Tuesday and Friday. We're getting near the end. I can't believe it. I'm, like, doing the math. Maybe around January. I think around January these are going to be wrapping up. But don't worry, we'll have new ones. We're going to have a whole new podcast. Do subscribe to us on iTunes, Android, and Spotify. I can't believe it. I think Spotify is taking over iTunes. I never thought I'd see the day. Also, do check out Jason's Talking Combat column every single Monday and Talking Plague Stone every single Thursday. Do check out our Discord channel if you want to, like, you know, play games and get t-shirts and discuss rules and all that fun stuff. Do follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Check out our Reddit channel. Somebody posted something very funny on the Reddit channel if you want to check it out. They made fun of me and Plague Stone. I loved it. And do check out our Patreon where we have cool prizes. And, most importantly, do check out the website. Jason has reviews up the wazoo. He just put out his latest review of the Lost Omens character guide. And we are going to be putting out the character operations manual very, very soon. Got our grubby little hands on it. It just came out. It's a good book. You know, of course, it's kind of a no-brainer. But we'll give you our opinion as to what we thought about it. So look for that on the website very, very soon. Other than that, I'll see and talk to you guys next week. You've been listening to Roll for Combat, a Starfinder actual play podcast. If you have a question or comment for the show, please visit us at RollForCombat.com or drop us a line at contact at RollForCombat.com. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, Discord, and other social media platforms. listening to Roll for Combat. Until next week, always remember to extinguish any flaming party members.